0: Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, another sports takes with Trey and TK. Trey Blossman will join me in just a few minutes. We got some quick hitting takes today. We'll talk about LSU hiring Scott Linehan on the offensive football staff. Some LSU basketball, LSU baseball, we'll talk about the mess that is known as Major League Baseball, some XFL comments, and then lots of stuff from Trey Blossman on the NBA All-Star Game and All-Star Weekend, including some really funny stuff. Hey, feel free to connect with me on social media. That way you'll always know when the podcast comes out. Social media. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N. I'm happy to connect with you. Also, don't forget about the website out of Las Vegas, MeatAndPotatoes.com. One of the best websites you're going to find. Handicapping from MeatAndPotatoes.com from las vegas we're going to listen to a quick message about anchored and we'll come back we'll be joined by trey Blossman right here on talking sports with tk another episode of sports takes with trey and tk stay tuned another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Mr. Trey Blossman going to join us in just a minute. Don't forget to share this podcast with all of your friends. We certainly thank you for listening. And we've been doing it a month and a half or so now with the Sports Takes podcast. And it's been growing each and every episode. So please continue to share it. Let some people know about it. Without any further ado, we welcome to the podcast, Mr. Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you doing today?
1: Doing fine, Tommy. Doing great.
0: Glad to hear that. It was a wonderful Valentine's weekend. I hope everybody that needed to remember that did, but lots of sports activity. And one topic uh, here on Sports Takes, we want to get a bunch of topics today, some quick takes, if you will. LSU head football coach Ed Osborne announced the hiring of Scott Lenahan as the passing game coordinator, quarterback, coach, a guy with a ton of NFL experience. i got to go back about 20 years to find a three-year stint at the University of Louisville. But this man was a head coach in the NFL of the St. Louis Rams for three years, did not have a tremendous amount of success. But nonetheless, somebody felt enough about him to make him a head coach in the NFL. I, for one, think it's a very good hire because it's all about recruiting. And when you can tell a recruit – Hey, we got a guy that's been a head coach in the NFL. He's been an offensive coordinator in the NFL at numerous stops. I think kids uh, have a built-in respect for that. And a guy who knows people all over the NFL, when you got to make that phone call to get a guy a shot in the camp or whatever. I, for one, defer to Ed Osborne. I think it's a good hire. Time will tell, but I really like it.
1: Yeah, Tommy, I do too. I, I like to hire. And, you know, at-, at this point in time, we can only – evaluate the hire on paper, as they say. And certainly, Linehan has a very impressive resume. And I agree with you. It's almost like you were reading my notes here. Anytime you can add a former NFL head coach to your coaching staff, that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, we got Coach Robinson helping out, and uh, that's very much of a positive. Uh, I, I think, you know, Production
0: remains to be seen, but on paper, a very strong hire. Well and another thing that I look at, let, let's put yourself, you're in Scott Lenahan's shoes. You're heading to one to the team that just won the national championship. Team that just won the premier conference in college football. You gotta bring your A game. I mean, you're it's not like you're going somewhere that, you know, is rebuilding a program and they want you to come in and, and help do that. I mean, you're jumping into a well oiled machine and you gotta bring your A game to know that, hey, you know, I, I gotta be ready to go from, from the get go here because the players and coaches have have this machine going. I gotta be a part of it, I gotta be ready. Yeah, well, and uh, I think he will be. uh... I I agree with that. spring football practice dates have been announced. It's coming up uh, next month, and uh, we'll certainly have more on LSU football at that time. Sports Takes here with Trey Blossman and myself, TK. Uh, Some quick takes for you today. The next one's LSU basketball. They've lost three out of the last four. Not been able to get it done down the stretch a few times. They've tumbled uh, out of the rankings, actually. Uh, your thoughts, Trey Blossman, on Will Wade and the LSU basketball team? Tommy, I think they need to
1: reevaluate the way they play in defense. Of course, we, part of the reason we give up a lot of points is we play very fast pace. I understand that. But we're giving up too many easy hoops. Uh, so I think they need to pay a little bit of attention to defense in practice. I didn't overreact to the losses to Vanderbilt and Auburn. I'm not going to overreact to the loss at Alabama it's a good conference nobody's going undefeated we can only hope to stay up near the top and get a decent seed in the tournament i like the team i like the way they play part of the reason we had a little trouble saturday was days was in foul trouble and we don't have a deep bench you know we only play 6 7 people 8 maybe uh but he really likes to stick with 5 or 6 uh So we'll see what happens moving forward, but I'm not going to overreact to the losses. Uh, I will say this. I would probably tell Mays to be more aggressive on offense if I was Will Wade. He is a really great player. He's significantly better than any other player on our team. He has taken over at times when needed. I, I think he should be averaging in the upper 20s per game, at least.
0: And of course, they got to host the Kentucky Wildcats Tuesday night of this week. They'll travel to South Carolina on Saturday as we as we're bearing down on the end of that SEC slate. So we'll see if uh, Coach Will Wade, I'm sure he's listening to the podcast, and he's going to tighten up that defense. He'll have to do it uh, going down the stretch here. Another quick take I have for you: LSU baseball Tigers. I was out at Alec Box Stadium, Skip Bertman Field, last Friday night. LSU wins two out of three from Indiana. I uh, told people Indiana was a pretty good team. They ought to defend in big 10 champs and they brought some good ball players to town. LSU gets two out of three long way to go. A lot of lineup tinkering from Palmineri and, and that's what he always does in the beginning of the year. A couple of midweek games against Southern University and Nichols this week for hosting Eastern Kentucky this weekend. So not a whole lot, not a big snapshot on LSU baseball, but we'll certainly keep an eye on that going forward. We are continuing with sports takes, sports takes with Trey and TK. Trey, Major League Baseball, man, so much conversation off the field that tends to happen in pro sports these days. Want to get your just Your takes on what's happening in the world of Major League Baseball is everybody's at spring training now, but nobody's really talking about players.
1: Well, Tommy, the saddest thing right now is that the Astros scandal is totally overshadowing spring training. You know, you just, uh, we should be all excited about the coming season. We should be talking about pitchers who's healthy. We should be talking about young players that might break out, but instead everybody's talking about the Astros cheating. And that's very unfortunate for Major League Baseball.
0: Well, and then you're going to get the report on the Red Sox here soon. Two of the last three World Series championships tainted many players speaking out at their respective training camps now. And I think a big onus here is falling on the commissioner, Rob Manfred. He he devalued the the trophy by calling it a piece of metal. Uh, I I think so many people would like to see the the players who were involved, punished. I mean, Trey, how about this one? Okay, you ready for this one? How about Tommy Chrysan goes on college drive and robs a bank tomorrow? Okay? And a couple of weeks later, I get caught, and they say, well, look, Tommy, you you can keep the money, and we're going to put a name in the paper in your picture that you robbed the bank, and you're going to have to live with that forever. So when I go to the grocery store or I go to the the ice house chapter, and they're going to go, oh, there's that guy that robbed the bank. But I'm not really punished. That's what it feels like with these, this player-driven cheating by the Astros. Now, here's something quite alarming. I was at a youth baseball tournament this weekend, as you know, and a um, couple of the kids, little little 10-, 11-year-old kids, saying, I can't pull for the Astros anymore. They're cheaters. 10-, 11-year-old kids now perceive them as cheaters. So, I don't know. It, Rob Manfred's got a tough job. He's in a tough spot. He's backed himself into a corner. I don't know the solution. Now he says he's going to penalize players if they retaliate against Astro players. What he means by that is throw at them or throw to hit them and hit them. And then the first question is, well, why would those guys get punished when the guys who cheated didn't get punished? So it's a mess. And, uh, you know, Bud Selig was clearly the worst commissioner I ever saw in the history of Major League Baseball. But Rob Manfred's trying to beat him out. Well, you you know that
1: that, I totally agree with that. There is a lack of leadership. There should be some punishment, and I'm encouraged that young kids would call the Astros cheaters, Tommy. That's encouraging to me. I didn't think people cared anymore. Uh, I'm glad we have some young kids with, with some moral integrity and some ethics. That makes me happy.
0: Yeah. And again, it's a, it's a, it's a dark cloud. And when they get the Boston Red Sox report supposed to be coming out sometime this week, who knows, uh, then that's going to get talked about. And I mean, it's going to be a mess. And then when they start playing spring training games, I'm not so, I got in a big debate the other night. I'm not so sure they're going to go do any head hunting or any throwing at people during spring training, but get to the regular season and they'll do it early in the season. I think it's going to be a mess I don't want to use the term bloodbath, but I think it's going to be a mess that is going to take over the headlines each and every day. Uh, it's, a, it's so unfortunate for the game that I love so much. and I, I don't know the solution, so I can't sit here and say I'm smart enough to say what well, they should do, A, B, and C, and it'll all be fixed because it's not going to be fixed, and it's not going to go, any, go away anytime soon.
1: Well, I, I hope we don't have people throwing it. Play, that, that's stupid, okay? Come on, man. You know, you can come out in public and voice your opinion, but when you get on the baseball field and step between those lines, play ball, man, play ball.
0: Well, I I see your point, but I think it's going to happen. And, you know, time will tell on that. So uh, we, we'll we'll let Major League Baseball continue to try to figure all of that stuff out. You're listening to Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and Tommy Christ saying Trey and TK for you. Please share this podcast with your friends and check out the other podcasts available under the guise of Talking Sports with TK available on all the major platforms. We continue with some quick takes on this edition of this episode of Sports Takes. Trey, week number two of the XFL, it's in the books. I watched a bunch of action on Sunday and, eh, you know, it's it's not NFL football, but I, I think it's if you like football, it's worth watching. I think it's
1: very worth watching, Tommy. I saw more of it this week than I had the previous week. I have a better understanding for some of the different rules than I did after last week. I like it. I enjoyed watching yesterday. I didn't see a whole lot Saturday afternoon. Of course we had LSU basketball Saturday afternoon, but uh, I really am enjoying the changes relative to the kickoff, Tommy, which if people haven't seen it, The kicker stands all alone at the 35, and the other teams, the other players on both teams line up five yards apart, I believe, at the 30 and the 35 on the other end, and one player goes back for a kick, and nobody can move other than the kicker until the guy catches the kickoff, and it's enabling people to get field position out across the 30 and the 35. I like that. It leads to more offense. I think a lot of NFL games open too slowly. You got uh, touchbacks and teams starting at the 20. Uh, I, I like the kickoff rule a lot in the XFL, and I also think it's good for player safety. The second thing I really like, I like the three options for the extra point. You can go for one, two, or three. I think teams are still feeling that out. I don't know that we have enough statistics yet to show trends, but, Personally, if you go for two, you, you, for one, you, try, you start at the two. If you go for two, you start at the five. If you go for three, you start at the 10. If you can run it in from the two for a point, that's great. But if you're going to throw the ball, I almost think it's easier to do so from a little bit further back, open things up a little bit. Uh, I'd be going for two and three early in the season just to try it out personally. Unless one point would tie the game, obviously, then you go for one. But uh, I'd like to see more teams trying the two and the three, but it is a, it's a great thing. Last week, we touched on the transparency of the replay situation. That's something else I really like two weeks into the season. Two players that have stood out to me. P.J. Walker, the quarterback from Temple, is an early star. Andrew Luck recommended to his dad, Commissioner Oliver Luck, to give the kid a shot in the league and he's really playing ball. The second player that was impressive to me yesterday was uh, Cameron Artis Payne, the running back from Auburn. He had a heck of a day with a couple of nice touchdown runs yesterday.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I like the transparency on the replay reviews. And I think it's kind of cool to hear the coaches and coordinators making calls. I mean, you might not know what zebra zebra leopard six means, but maybe the, the ardent football fan tries to figure it out Uh hearing the quarterback uh, call at the line. I mean, that's not, unless you stand on the sidelines in an NFL game, no one's ever heard that. Uh, and again, in the NFL, when there's 60,000 people in the stadium, you're not going to hear that. But I think that's kind of cool too. It's all about an image of difference and that's different. So I, I think people are going to like it. Now here's the, here's the kicker, uh, pardon the pun, the, There's been a big handle in Vegas gambling on these games, much bigger than it was for the AAF, the American Alliance of Football, which had a brief fling last spring. They're betting on these games. announcers are talking about the betting lines, talking about the over-under total, and Vegas has been pleasantly surprised with that. And now that people kind of know a little something about each team, they're curious to see if that handle amount of money bet is going to go up ironically i picked three of the xfl games against the point spread this weekend and i hit all three so one would say that's pretty damn lucky and i'm going to agree with that but believe me i may be following it more than some people and you know maybe i'll have some picks i will have some picks for next weekend you can see those at meatandpotatoes.com, and handicapping website out of las vegas so uh, we'll see there's some hitches still going on and there are are players that are out of shape. And I mean, we, it's not a perfect league and it's not the NFL, but if you can accept that and you're willing to bet a couple of hours on a game, uh, 10 week season, and a couple of playoffs, uh, we'll see what happens. Tommy, uh, one
1: thing that I really did enjoy, and I love the communication between the coaches and the players. And uh, all skill positions on offense can communicate or or hear the coach. I really enjoyed your friend Hal Mummy pushing the pace. He wasn't particularly calling plays. He was just saying, get up, let's go. Get up to the line. Get up to the line. And the two touchdown runs that Cameron Payne had came when they were playing with pace. And uh, he, he's like, "Do it again, do it again, get yeah. the line, do it again. Like run the same play. Let's go, yeah. let's go. Yeah, when it gains <laughs> nine or ten yards, why not run it again? Why not run it again? Look, do it till they stop it, right? Well,
0: and, and then the head coach who was calling the defensive plays for the. Los Angeles team, Winston Moss, a, a fine player in his own right back in the day, he, he made a comment one time, they're going to keep running. I mean, you know, <laughs> you could hear that. So, I mean, right, that's, right. You know, I, I think that's something that may attract some listeners and fans to it. All right, we got one more quick take for you here on Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Please share this podcast with you. The NBA All-Star Weekend and Game Festivities in Chicago capped off with the All-Star Game last night. A very emotional weekend for lots of reasons with, with the loss of David Stern and Kobe Bryant. Uh, Trey, I, I was unable to watch it. I was watching reruns of Married with Children. And I, know, <laughs> I know you uh, took in the All-Star game. Uh, your comments, your takes here on Sports Takes.
1: Okay, well, let's start with the All-Star game last night, and then we'll go backwards from there for the rest of the weekend. I did not like that they did not show a running score. They showed the score in each individual quarter, as each quarter was a its own game relative to uh, charity, uh, the winning team donating, NBA donating to charity. But I like to see the running score. The running score didn't really come into play until the fourth quarter, which has this new Elam ending rule. I don't know why they call it Elam.
0: Because that's what, who invented it.
1: Okay. Well, what they did is they took 24 points in honor of Kobe Bryant and added that to the score of the leading team after three quarters. And that became this, target score first one to hit the target score wins you can win by one point I don't like that you ought to have to win by two or three points minimum I know every basketball game I ever played on the playground against somebody one-on-one you had to win by at least two right you don't win by one point (laughs) correct I, I didn't like that I thought 24 was too low of a number I understand they did that to honor Kobe Bryant and if they continue with that they'll have to tweak that number most likely upward but that said, I bet they played more than a quarter to get to that number. The defense really ramped up uh, a lot of stops, which you didn't see earlier in the game. So I like the Elam ending. I think they have to tinker with the number a little bit. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about the game last well, night. There were some I'll, great plays made, obviously. And
0: I'll add that that that, that number 24 was strictly because of Kobe Bryant. Strictly because of Kobe, and, right. And there's going to be a push to use this ending I don't know if they'll do it, you know, right away. And and obviously the number would be different, but, you know, a lot of people seem to like that. Some of the national shows I saw today, Trey, continue. It made
1: made for the best fourth quarter I've seen in an all-star game
0: in a mighty long time. Maybe ever. So maybe uh, ever. Yeah. yeah, Continue with your thoughts uh, as we wrap it up here on the all-star weekend.
1: Okay. Well, let's go back to Saturday night and I will only ask this. I don't know if you saw anything about what happened, but were Iowa Democrats running the slam dunk contest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny stuff. That's really funny. I'm aware that there was some issues about the voting. They wanted to rig it, and then somebody went rogue. I mean, yeah, there's no question that the Iowa Democrats were running the all-star voting. I mean, they're not that far from Chicago. They must have drove over for the evening, you know? Well, that's all I could think when I was That's watching. funny. That's really good. That's brilliant.
1: <laughs> and Friday night, of course, was the Rising Stars game. Three Pelicans in the game, and Jackson Hayes didn't play. Could have been four Pelicans. Zion broke a rim, which had to be swapped out at halftime. I think it was a lot of fun. And, of course, Brandon Ingram made the uh, all-star team last night. So, good showing for the Pelicans and a bright future there, Tommy.
0: NBA not back in action until Thursday this week, so uh, a little midseason or middle of the season break for those guys. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, TK. Again, please share this with any and all of your friends. Let them know about it. Uh, we plan for another episode a little bit later in the week. Trey Blossman, you have a wonderful day. Thank you, Tommy.